0: Coming up on tonight's episode, we're talking the fun ways people spend their time getting a little hands-on, cross-stitch, quilting, painting, it's all kinds of arts and crafts hobbies here on a special Up for Debate. This is Up for Debate, episode number 126, recorded October 18th, 2018, Arts and Crafts. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Up for Debate, the debate podcast where the two hosts agree on everything. I'm Sean Jennings, joined as always by our master crafter. It is Matt Mariani. Hello, Matt. Hey, how are we doing, Mr. Sean? I'm doing great. We're here exercising our craft, which is podcasting to the world. Oh,
1: right. Yeah, I guess that is kind of like our craft.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's mostly just talking. But we do that. Yeah. We do that. We know how to do that. So... I know you now, Matt. You pitched this topic, so I'm sure you're very excited. Um. Yeah. Uh, I I think it's just
1: it's a fall thing, you know. I, mm. and I, I I know we've talked ad nauseum on this show about how much we enjoy the fall, all all the fall things. And uh, to me, arts and crafts just kind of resonates fall. Um. So uh, I don't know about you, Sean, but i I have to admit something here. <gasps> i I was never really a big arts and crafts person, sure. Um, i I was always really envious growing up, you know, even as a kid, I was always really envious of the other kids that were that were good at arts and crafts and could could make things. And I was always envious of my teachers that were able to to uh, put things together. And I was just never really able to do that. I think. I think my problem was impatience. I was just not, I was not a patient kid and you have to be really patient to, to be crafty. I think you agree with that.
0: Oh, totally. No, no, no. It's a, it's a big, it's a a S they're more exciting hobbies than arts and crafts. Put it that way. I mean, I think it's, it's for a certain type of personality, um, that, that really gets into that. Uh, and it works well for them. So, I'm glad about that. I mean, Matt, I I you know it's funny. This is a true story, and you're a teacher, so you maybe you appreciate this, but uh I used to enjoy arts and crafts a lot. I wouldn't say I was particularly great at them, but I was always willing to try them and try something new and 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 all different kinds of arts and crafts. And I took an art class in middle school and I worked really, really hard on this drawing for an assignment and I put way more work into it than anyone else in the class because I was just getting excited about the assignment and I thought the drawing was really, really great. I was super proud of it. And the teacher gave me an F, Matt. The teacher gave me an F on it because the assignment was not to put a lot of work, not that the assignment was purposefully not to put a lot of work, but I just did more work than was needed and the teacher failed me because of it wow sean that 100 percent true story and ever since then that's i think that that's how serial killers are made killed, that's like it killed really my sad. interest in arts and crafts completely at that point point. and i just kind of gave nice. up on arts and crafts so to think matt if that hadn't happened
1: oh you could have been like a pro Oh, could have been at a store. I could on have Etsy. been a comic
0: book artist. I could have. I could have been in. Uh, I could have been famous. You know, the sky is the limit. But but my oh, yeah. career ended tragically.
1: So so let's break. Let's unpack this a little bit. I, I find this really fascinating, <laughs> Sean. How how did your teacher
0: fail you specifically for doing too much work? Because the assignment was to do a simple drawing, and mine was very detailed, so it didn't match the assignment. Did your teacher feel like you were being defiant? Like, no, 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 no. She wasn't angry about it. It was just the assignment was to do a simple drawing, and then we would move on to something else, and you just did not follow the assignment.
1: See, I, I don't think there's ground. What grade were
0: you in? This was middle school, so probably sixth sixth or seventh. I don't, I don't think there's grounds enough to... No, to she was... You, you know, all kids think their teachers are lunatics. She was a literal lunatic, so... Um, mm. Even, even really? for a middle school teacher. So, yeah, she was not very sane. Um, yeah, that, and, that
1: sounds like something an unhinged person would do is, is fail a child for, for doing too much work on an assignment.
0: Yep. I wish I still had that drawing somewhere. I think I threw it away. I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened to it. And not that it was that yeah. great, but um, for the story of it. I wonder if she maybe she was trying to motivate you. Maybe she was trying to oh break me down know, so she could build me
1: back up. Exactly. Yeah. You know, what's that? What's that movie with uh, Jay Jonah Jameson? And um, uh, he's uh, whiplash. He's like the, yes, whiplash. That's exactly. It's the not Jay Jonah
0: Jameson. It's uh, but that that's how I got the reference. Who's the actor? Yes.
1: Oh, I, no. I love that. I just mentioned a, a character he played in a, in a movie, well, and you knew
0: exactly the 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 comparison I was trying to make. I'm gonna be so mad when I read his name, J.K. Simmons. That's who J.K. It is. Simmons. Who, yes, great as J. Jonah Jameson, by the way. Yes, that's an all time great performance. Get me pictures Who's of Spider Man. <laughs> <laughs> pictures? He's got to bring oh. that back in the new movie. Uh, his, uh,
1: have you heard of his his character, by the way, in um the new Spider Man video game? Yeah, they they turned him into like an Alex Jones like figure where he's
0: Spider Man's a menace. And There's uranium like, in our water.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's he's like profiteering off of off of Spider Man, but also um, also like uh, is afraid of him at the same time. It's an interesting new take on the character. I,
0: I can't fault him. The newspaper industry ain't doing well, so you got to do what you got to do to to stay alive right. here. So. What's
1: the name of the of the newspaper in in the Spider Man? Oh, this universe? is
0: fun trivia. That's it's the Daily yeah. Bugle.
1: Okay, yeah, the You're, Daily uh, Bugle.
0: Yeah, not to be confused with the Daily Planet, right? Very That's different.
1: Super, Superman's very newspaper. different. Which one do you think is more successful?
0: Daily Planet. I think the only reason why is because I think the Bugle is meant to be more like a a New York Daily News kind of, a little more gossipy, a little more kind of scandal. Big headlines on the cover, whereas I think Daily Planet is more of like a New York Times.
1: Okay, is my so guess editorialized and and researched. You would say is the the daily the Daily Planet. Yes, and and Daily Bugle is kind of just reporting events, you know, in 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 the city, in New York City. Okay,
0: but now um, I'm trying to remember. Supergirl works at a magazine. Does she? Yes, that I'm. I think it's a magazine that I'm trying to think that. Ah, yes, uh, it's in the TV show Cat Co. Magazine. Anyway, okay.
1: See, going back to the to the difference, I I would I would have said that Daily Bugle is more is a more credible source only just given the merits of of the two characters we we know the two superheroes rather the two protagonists we know that work for either newspaper. Um. I, I just flat out think that Peter Parker is is better at his job than Clark Kent. I think that well, Peter Parker's probably a more dogged, like hardworking kid who's trying to scrape by. He's like a poor grad student who is like trying to pay student loans and he. But then again, his the responsibilities are different, right? Because he's a photographer. Well, I was going to
0: say, what is what's the name of the character in Superman who Jimmy Olsen is 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 is, is like Peter Parker at the Daily Planet. Okay. In that universe,
1: meaning that he's the photographer, or meaning that he's the hardworking employee—kind
0: of both, kind of like just under okay. Superman, kind of assistant esque, but also photographer, kind of doing all that stuff. Okay, I I didn't even know this character existed. I'm not I'm not that well versed in Superman. Because and be who's honest. who's uh, Perry White? I think is the name of the gentleman, the J. Jonah Jameson level character in Superman. Though certainly they're not similar. Okay. Um, uh,
1: yeah, I mean, just, just looking at the two of them, the reason I, 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 I have to give a little bit of crap to Clark Kent is, is, um, I mean, he's always leaving his job, right? He's always, he's always like getting up he senses danger and and he flies away or goes to the phone booth to change. And, um, I feel like it's, it's gotta be really tough on him to, to maintain that job and, um, Got to be really tough on his superiors, too. I mean, mm. he just keeps deserting them. I mean, Imagine if, like, they're behind schedule and, and the deadline is, is at midnight and everybody has to work overtime. And where's Clark Kent? Oh, he's nowhere to be found. Oh, yeah, clearly the most unreliable employee.
0: But isn't part of your job as a reporter to go out and collect... If you, Like, if you're a reporter and you're sitting inside all day, you're probably not doing your job completely. Well, and the advantage Superman has is... He's always at the crime scene. Like he has a firsthand account of what happened. So he is kind of doing his job, assuming he's writing about the things he's doing. We also have
1: to assume we have to assume he's a reporter, right?
0: I I don't actually know that he might be an editor, Uh, but we could easily look that up, which I'm going to do right now. But what I was going to say is I would be um, more interested in. uh, Let's see. Yeah. It says he's a reporter for the Daily Planet. Okay. Oh, it says right here in the Wikipedia. Um, Everything about Clark was staged for the benefit of his alternate identity. As a reporter for the Daily Planet, he receives late breaking news before the general public has a plausible reason to be present at crime scenes and need not strictly account for his whereabouts as long as he makes stories deadlines.
1: So yeah, so that really is the best job. It does the
0: only. The only thing is, I think it would be very funny if he were a reporter, but like he was on the sports beat or something. You know, like lifestyle. <laughs> he did like the lifestyle <laughs> section, <laughs> and you are like that totally defeats the purpose, buddy. Yes. Be like, they, where's, they, where is your that, article that means on? He's,
1: yeah, totally being being underutilized. Yeah.
0: Yep. <laughs> yeah, fun fact: Jay Jonah Jameson's son, John Jameson, famous astronaut in the Marvel universe, who became Man Wolf and later Star God. So anyway. star God, star God. I know who Manwolf is, is. is. I don't star know who God? star God is.
1: Is it like star Lord, star Lord that we know about from uh Marvel, the
0: Marvel universe. No, I don't think that's related. Um, let's see Manwolf for scrolling past. No, I don't know. I, I, it would, by the time I looked it up, it wouldn't be worth it. Um, fair enough, but he did go, he did go to the moon and, uh, and become a werewolf on the moon.
1: Becoming Man-Wolf. Okay. Yeah. Of course he did. Yep. Hashtag comic book things. <laughs> yes, indeed. Um, Yeah, so w- what, other, what other superhero jobs do we know about? We know Clark Kent being a reporter. We know Spider-Man being a photographer slash grad student. The
0: Flash was a scientist. But that's, was he? But that was not like – it's not really a secret. The, the thing about secret identity is like Superman, it's kind of weird because you have to – it's about people who were born with powers versus people who get them. Because if you get powers, like you're already in that career when you get the superpowers, you know what I mean? Like the flash was a scientist. That's how he got the power. So it's not really right. his secret. Same identity. with the Hulk. Yeah. It's, it's the Hulk too, right? He was a physicist. Yeah. Bruce Banner. So it's, mm-hmm. to me, it's like, that's not really a secret identity. That's just who you are. It, it's, but I guess Superman didn't really. I guess Clark Kent is invented, but he was Clark Kent his whole life. Hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, I guess, I guess he had to have he had to have a job so people wouldn't question what what he did all day. He also had to earn income. To be honest, I don't think anybody's nobody's got Superman on the payroll. That's true. So he should he, he wants should to have like a survive. GoFundMe or something. He probably should. He probably should get some kind of stipend from public works since since he basically is, is public works. I don't know. Um,
0: I mean, Tony Stark is just a rich guy. Oh, yeah.
1: I mean, he, he made his money. He's probably the only one that made his money. Like made his mint before he before becoming a superhero. But to
0: be fair, a lot of that was his daddy's money too. Remembers who started totally, Stark totally. Industries. So. Totally,
1: he was born with a silver spoon.
0: He was, but he's sure. he a smart guy. He's smart. I mean, Doctor Strange, famous surgeon. He got um. Captain America. Captain just
1: America was a soldier. Spec special ops.
0: Yeah, again, they they really don't do truly secret. I guess secret identities would be, like. Um, Bruce Wayne as Batman, like that's a real secret identity to me.
1: Yeah, he's also he was also a millionaire who inherited money. That's true. Much like Iron Man. Yes, they are interestingly similar, aren't they? They really are. They
0: really are. And yet, why have they like, never done a crossover? Uh, different uh, Marvel and DC have done crossover events before. I don't know if those two specific characters have met. You
1: know, that's going to be the next thing. I I I foresee it happening. I don't know. After man. I think after they tie up this Thanos thing, I think people are gonna people are gonna be looking for. Okay, what are they gonna do now? Because I think they're gonna peter out after like a movie or two after after the next movie.
0: No, I like I I like the crazy crossovers, like when they did uh Planet of the Apes meet Star Trek, or when they do like I want I want crossovers with non super. I like I want Scooby Doo to show up in a yeah, in a Marvel movie. Say,
1: you want you want Scooby Doo meets the Harlem Globetrotters, or yes, or I do. Scooby Doo
0: meets Kiss. Or yes, the best yes, one. but I want that for Marvel. So Scooby Doo meets Kiss meets Laurel and Hardy, and then like the Ghostbusters show up, and you're like, "This is the yeah. best movie ever!" <laughs> Holy shit! You want you want those Saturday morning crossovers? I do. I do. The Mister T's there, and it's just a fun time <laughs> for the kids. Yep, indeed. Speaking of fun times. Uh, Let's talk arts and crafts. Arts and crafts, Matt. We just spent 15 minutes on things that aren't arts and crafts. But I guess comic books are kind of an art. Um,
1: no, you're right about that. You're right. Definitely, that's, I mean, they're they're graphic novels.
0: So, then let me ask you a question, Matt, okay? Let's say, in a hypothetical, you had all the time and resources in the world to devote to... An art or a craft okay and you got to choose what one what one would you like to become really good at would you like to spend your time doing assuming sort of unlimited resources okay this is where i think
1: we have to solidify the definition fair enough of crafting fair enough because if i really if you're saying i had unlimited resources and unlimited time and, and money yep it would be it would be being a blacksmith I would own my own forgery and I would probably forge jewelry and um, weapons, like simple, like swords and shields and stuff and mo- a lot of jewelry. I'd probably smith a lot of jewelry and, and stuff like that. I'd, I also would like to get into crafting like it, musical instruments. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be a cool thing, making like like violins out of wood, guitars out of wood. I think that would be a really, really neat hobby um but that's a really expensive hobby too Mm -hmm. so yeah that's probably what i'd get into i think that'd be kind of cool um how about you sean what would what would your hobby be
0: um hobby i would i would love to paint i think painting would be i'm gonna keep it simple because mostly I can't have a hobby where I'm going to hurt myself. And blacksmithing, <laughs> guarantee yeah. I, I would lose most, if not all, of my fingers.
1: That's why you got to wear those thick gloves, right? They wear those like those really, really thick gloves. You keep the lava out.
0: Yeah, no, it's it's dangerous stuff. So I'm going to just pass on that. But I'm going to go with painting. Stick with
1: painting, okay? Because it,
0: because it's uh, it, for me, a good art or craft is very zen. It's very quiet. They're, you can't name a loud and exciting art and or craft. Well,
1: I just did. It's blacksmithing. I, I well, guess that'd be that'd probably yeah, be loud. Right? I think
0: we're stretching the definition. A banging smidge. On things with hammers, and that's
1: totally what I would do.
0: You you probably picked the most badass one. i most of them I think <laughs> of are quiet, and that's what I like. It's just quiet. Maybe photography, maybe a little bit, but I think that's kind of basic. I think nowadays that's not really a. As, as interesting of an art because it's so, I don't want to say easy to pick up, but at least technologically and kind of it's easy to start. So I'd, I'd, I'd say painting. I've always wanted to, to just get a a canvas and try. But the problem is I have, mm-hmm. Matt, the biggest stumbling block to me getting into an art and a craft is that I have zero imagination. None. I just, it, I just don't have any. So <laughs> I would get the paint and I would get the canvas and I'd be like, what am I going to paint? I wouldn't even know. I wouldn't even know what to do.
1: You and then I'd you just start
0: putting paint, and it would look like shit. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, I
1: think you, most artists probably start with some kind of inspiration. Uh, maybe you get like a paint-by-numbers kit and start there. That's probably what I would have to do. And uh, yeah, and then and then kind of get inspired from there. That's what I would guess. Painting would be probably one of the last ones that I pick personally because I'm really terrible at it. Sure, it would just I would have horrible flashbacks of art in middle school, where like I I just my all of my paintings look like a like a like a friggin' five year old did them. Yep, like a four year old maybe. I never really progressed beyond the uh, finger painting stage. That's kind of where where I where I stopped.
0: Hey man, if monkeys can do it, why not us?
1: Yeah, they can. A monkey, a monkey could probably paint better than me at almost. You create almost anything. Which, um, which, yeah. I mean, that that kind of has been my thing with crafting. Is it does require a lot of focus and a lot of patience. Um, and maybe that's why blacksmithing or you know making stuff out of wood kind of interests me more because it's, it's, it is precise and it does require a hell of a lot of focus because if it didn't, you'd chop your finger off and, um, but I, maybe that appeals to me more because there's just like, I'd have to get my entire, my entire body into it. Sure. And like really throw myself at it. Um, Sean, do you consider baking to be a art or craft?
0: I don't. Um, but I would understand if someone else did. Okay. Cause... I have a very limited view of arts. Like blacksmithing to me wouldn't be an art and craft. Really? Yeah. I have a very narrow view. I would say maybe blacksmithing just barely gets in under the wire, but it's definitely the fringe of arts and crafts.
1: Interesting. Interesting. Um, I, uh, I disagree. I think that it would, it would, I'd consider it a craft because you're crafting things, right? You're making,
0: yeah. you're,
1: you're literally, I think it might be the best term, like the most, maybe the most truest to the nature of what a craft is because you're crafting
0: no, I think it's like, its own thing. I don't think you have to put it under. Taking something from
1: nothing and, and making it something.
0: I don't think you have to put it but under arts know. and crafts, though, is what I'm saying. I just think it's baking its own. is It's, own, it's like there's arts and crafts, and then there's baking. Like, I, it doesn't. Okay. Oh, baking. We're talking. Okay, baking. Oh. Wait, isn't that what yeah. you said?
1: Oh, no. I was talking about, I was talking about smithing or uh, blacksmithing before. I did. That's true. Ah. I did ask you if you consider baking an arts or crafts. I, st- I stuck with that one. No, uh, no, no. I was, no, I was no, no, advocating no. For, for smithing. I but you. But baking, I can baking, I can, I could probably understand more why you might think that's not within the spirit of crafting. But I, I would say it could be a craft, you know, especially if you're getting into more artisanal baking and sure. and um, making displays and like cakes, and they have all those cake shows. And I,
0: I guess my difference is, and it's true with baking and with blacksmithing, is that if if it's if it's the arts parts of arts and crafts, to me, if you're making tools, that's not an, you're making a practical useful item it's not art if you're baking you're making something to be eaten now i realize there was an elevated form of that there was a decorative form of that but to me for it to be an art and craft you were making it solely for the purpose of display solely for the purpose of art
1: oh interesting okay um i think that
0: there but there are some
1: some occasions where you might bake something solely for the purpose of display right where you don't intend for it to be eaten. Yeah, but it's made It's of rare, food. but it does it's...
0: happen. I mean, it will, it will go bad. Are you a fan of those big crazy baking shows, Matt? Where, where uh, the, play, only... the Extreme Cake Challenge? No, I hate all of them. The only one <laughs> I really
1: like, the only one I really like is the is. It might surprise you, it's the Great British Baking Show. Yeah, on Netflix. I, I hear I, all, I hear that's pretty popular. It's it's fantastic. That one is fantastic because. I just I think that everybody there is there for the right reasons and, and they're just so non you know they're not they're just so non-competitive that I, uh, that they're there to have a you know a genuine good time baking these traditional British foods
0: mm-hmm.
1: and uh and I love them for it it just I it's that's a nice that's a nice show it's just a just a nice show the great British bake off baking yeah. show
0: yeah, the only competitive baking show that I watch and really enjoy is Nailed It. Have you seen that one on Netflix? Oh yeah. I've I've seen that one. That's just, just cuz they fail. Not bad. That's Yeah. Like it's I funny. Get people To me like, "Oh, you made a big cake. Ooh, ah, neat." But like if you screw <laughs> up a big cake, then I'm like, "That's friggin' hilarious." Oh yeah.
1: It, the, and the and the harder they fail, like the more
0: extreme they fail, the funnier it is.
1: Yep. Like the further away from the mark they get,
0: well, there, uh, there's, yeah. there's that great clip from one of the Extreme Baking shows years and years ago where they made a giant Dora the Explorer cake. Have you ever seen this? No. Oh, this no, is, if you have a chance, look it up. It's got to be, I mean, her Dora the Explorer's head has to be huge on top of this thing. And yes. and, and the final step in the challenge when the timer's done is you have to pick up the cake and move it to the judge's table. Well, of course, once you know it, they pick it up and Dora's giant head just falls and explodes <laughs> into a million pieces on the floor. Just... Boom! Like a bomb nice. went off. There's just cake. Ever? <laughs> it's so just her head just wobbles and then <laughs> falls That's, right off. It's and great. What, what
1: show is this on?
0: I don't remember. It was one of the Food Network, uh, okay, baking, cake, cha- you know, cake wars or something like that. But um, so, Dor- if I just said Dora the Explorer head, I had- I watched this years ago, so I don't I don't remember exactly what it's called, but it is it is out there.
1: It is. Dora the Explorer cake disaster was the first thing that came yep. up. It was on um, the Mystery Wheel of Food Challenge. The, is the name m- the, of the Mystery Wheel of Food Challenge? Appears to be the name of the show, I guess. Um, yeah. I'll take your word for it. I don't even it, know. I, guess. I,
0: I don't even know if it was a U.S. show or not. But anyway, that's off topic. But um, but no, I don't like to see people arts fail. Man, man, did you ever go to like? that just felt right off. Yeah, it's tragic. Oh, those people worked real hard on that thing, man. They're
1: devastated. They're it's devastating. devastating. Yeah.
0: Now, Matt, have you ever gone to uh, art fairs?
1: Um, I have. Yes, yes. I've been to. I've been to a few. uh, Yeah, nothing like too. Nothing like too professional. I've I've been to. I've been to like little local craft fairs. Um. At schools and libraries and stuff like that,
0: yeah. I love art fairs. I'll go to yeah. art fairs all day long. That's totally my jam. Because mm-hmm. I love looking yeah, those at those are art. nice. Those are nice. There's a uh, one one
1: person that I encountered at that um I haven't been to one. I got to get to one this year, but I haven't been to one yet. Uh, now's the perfect time to do it. Um, last year I went to an art fair, and uh, this lady was doing. Uh, leather engravings, you know, where you could like, they, she would take like pieces of leather and engrave stuff on them. I thought that was really cool.
0: Neat.
1: I kind of wanted to get into that. Yeah. Um, that's, that's not a bad hobby too. I, I, I asked her, like I talked to her about it and she was like, all I had to do was I, I bought this like laser engraver and, you know, pieces of leather are usually pretty cheap. You know, she's like, I, I order the, the style of leather, whatever I want, and then, then she makes the engravings. She says she makes a pretty decent profit off of it. Oh, I believe it. So I, I And that's something you could easily do in your own home. It doesn't take up a lot of space. She said that this engraving machine only really takes up like half of a desk. And um, she said the only trick is that you have to have really steady hands. And she was an army surgeon. So, oh. So she, she got that from uh, – yeah, it was very cool,
0: very cool little hobby, yeah. It, it is neat how technology has really sort of enabled hobbies you, you couldn't have done before, most people couldn't have done. Whenever I go on uh, Etsy or, or a site like that and I see, you know, oh, they people make this and they make that, and it's like, well, you know, all you have to do is go out and buy a $1,000 wood carving machine and you can pump these things out no problem uh, because the technology has shrunken and become more mainstream and... You know, you can spend 500 bucks now, go get an embroidery machine, just keep it in your house and pump uh, pump out embroidered towels or embroidered shirts. You know, it's, it's yeah. become so commoditized in that respect, um, assuming you're willing to put in the initial investment. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, it's like it's like anything else with the with modern
1: technology and how the degree to which it's advanced in recent years, um, it, it's 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 kind of. It's kind of taking the skill, right, out of art, arts and crafting. But, you know, I think there there is something to be said for handmade goods. There's, sure. there's always a – there will always be a market for that. Um, hence the success of places like Etsy and other websites. Uh, people – nowadays – I mean people also – you can just make your own website and kind of sell things off of, off of there. Totally. Mm-hmm.
0: I bought a lot of uh, fun stuff online. I bought these. Uh, I bought these dope uh, circuit board coasters. Someone just makes these in their house or actual circuit boards in uh, oh. in uh, and, some kind of clear resin. Nice. Yeah. And, just, they and, just, and see, somebody somebody had to have that idea, and that's a that's a cool idea. The reason I bought it because I thought I could fucking make these. How hard is this? And someone already did it. You absolutely could. But um.
1: Sean, I think the first thing that always comes into my mind when I think of arts and crafts, yeah. For some reason, I, I always think of knitting, or knitting. crocheting, or doing mm. making things out of like wool. Sure. Is that has does that ever cross your mind when, when you think of? I mean, that's just to me that's just the first thing that pops into my head.
0: Yeah, I would say that that is a kind of base level. I would kind of squeeze quilting in there, um, yeah. uh, those sort yeah. of. Uh, crochet and although yeah i would say those are kind of your base level arts and crafts your default sure yeah i would agree with that hmm you remember um you remember lanyard do, do i remember what was was lanyard ever a big deal at your school i have lanyard i don't th- think i know what you're talking okay. about so i thought okay i i'm
1: clearly in the wrong on this i thought that this was a um I thought that this was a it was a generational thing. I thought maybe this this was like a fad that came and went, but maybe it was just in my where I grew up. Uh, I remember the kids always went crazy for this this thing called lanyard, not like lanyard where you put your keys on, which is the only thing that Google Images is showing me. Okay, it, it was literally like, damn, I, yeah, I can't find it. It's it was it was a um. It was really just like like this thin plastic that you could you oh, could tie it into knots and stuff. It yes. was a big thing for a, for a couple of years. It was a big fad.
0: Yes, 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 yes. People I do did, know. People did like tricks with it and stuff. Yeah, and my sister did, My sister did some of that. I uh, I'm having trouble finding it now. All I can find are lanyards for like badge holders. I think so. I'm googling a little bit here, and I think if you Google. Plastic lace, okay. You you might find a little bit more of what you're looking for. There's uh, some videos here. That's exactly it. There it is.
1: Yeah, the pl- plastic lace was was a lot like what what I'm what I'm talking about. And you would make like keychains and shit with it. Yes, all those designs and stuff. That yeah, that was a craft that I think was a was a real kind of fad. Sure. For a while. Sure. I remember it existing when I was in probably like late elementary school slash maybe early middle school. Mm-hmm. People people were super into this. I, I'm just remembering it now. I I totally forgot about it until now.
0: Yeah, I remember those. Yeah, like that, that was one of yeah. those easy ones. I have did. Um, did you ever do any like um, string and bead activities where you would string beads together into shapes and stuff? Um. Yeah. Oh yeah, that, that was totally a, uh, a
1: like a summer camp kind of yeah. thing.
0: Or what was the one where you would you would arrange the plastic beads and then iron it, and they would melt into a shape, and you get like a hard plastic decorative art. That's interesting. Never heard of that. That reminds me of spin art. I would. Oh, spin art. Spin sure. art? sure. Oh yeah. gosh, spin art. Yeah, yeah. Or like uh, Makes the me think of spin the art. sand art where you would put the different colored sand in the bottles. Yeah. You ever done that? They had all kinds oh, of yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff like that no, for sand kids. Art, yeah, that that
1: was a that was a, um, a big thing at birthdays. Oh yeah, well because been to was do. too. I think yeah, a lot of little birthday birthday activities.
0: Gosh, and that well now we're it, getting outside arts and crafts. Did you ever do so creepy def- crawlers? Um no, but I heard the
1: com- I saw the I remember I remember the commercials for them.
0: Creepy crawlers were very lame were they? Cuz all you would do is you would you would take these little plastic colored or multicolored plastic in these squeeze bottles, squeeze them into like trays with shapes of insects, and then in like an easy bake oven it would harden up the plastic and you would get these little like rubber insects.
1: So there was really no no real payoff. The payoff was Not really was like making your own toys. Well, it's
0: kind of like does anyone look forward to eating what comes out of an easy bake oven? Mm, I don't think so. It was kind of no. the same idea. And I, I
1: love that the Easy Bake Oven. It, it was just a light bulb. It was just a really light a bulb light. that got really hot.
0: If I remember correctly, it was like a it was like a sixty watt bulb. It wasn't even like a no. like a big <laughs> one. No, know? it
1: was it was a tiny light bulb. Yeah, and, and and is and somebody built a whole little kid's oven around it. Genius when you think about it, because it was a hot it was the hottest toy for for most of that decade, or the early part of that decade. But um. Yeah, bef- before we had phones and computers, the lanyard was was the shit. Yeah, I remember. And so was uh, and so was spin art. And did so you ever was did you ever
0: do latch hook?
1: No. No, I didn't even really do lanyard. Again, I didn't have the patience for these yeah. things. But.
0: My, my mom is a big arts and crafts lady. She still cross stitches to this day. So we had a lot oh. of this stuff floating around the house when I was a kid.
1: We we should have brought her in on this show. Sean. I tried you her as a caller. And, and believe she it or not, great. Matt, she
0: actually stayed. I had to pick her up at the airport. She stayed overnight at my house last Thursday. Oh man. And I and I said I said we were because go- our original plan was to do this last week, and I said yeah, come on the show, and she said absolutely not. She would not do it. Oh, she went, and I okay. said you can explain to us what cross stitch is and she yeah. she makes uh, she makes baby blankets that she cross stitch. Oh, nice. She spends hours and hours just a ton of time working on these beautiful baby blankets. That's cool. No dice. That's uh grandma, yeah, my grandma would have been awesome. I could have had her call in.
1: That, that would have been Yeah, they they definitely know a lot more. I've never knitted anything at all. I've like I I'm I'm lo- I was lost until I I had to look things up. That was a missed opportunity. You should have, you should have bribed them with a free mug
0: or something. <laughs> not, <a> cha- <laughs> not, cha- not going to do it. They don't even, they don't even know the show exists. They don't even watch the show, so I don't think, I don't think they'd even know what they were in for. That's fair. But I mean, I mean, this show, Matt, is kind of our art and craft.
1: Oh uh, yeah, yeah.
0: In uh, a way, it, it,
1: I'm, I'm not, I'm not good at regular arts and crafts either. So. That makes sense. It fits right in the category. Um. Yeah, the cr- cross stitch and and all that stuff that looks really neat. I've heard it's very expensive, and I believe it.
0: Those I do know that, I, specifically for cross stitch, some of it because you buy a kit essentially is how most of the time you do it, and it's got the pattern and it comes with all the thread and stuff you need. Those kits can run upwards anywhere from e- on the lowest, lowest, lowest end, maybe like twenty or thirty bucks. But most of them, you're paying a minimum of seventy, and some are even over a hundred. So, and that's for one. Yeah. So it's not it's it's not a cheap hobby. But it's also real fine. I mean, that's the difference with some of these hobbies, Matt. Is that some of them are very fine hobbies, and some like cross stitch. I mean, you're talking little needles and these little patterns. You gotta you got to follow knitting is kind of bigger. You get the big knitting hooks and it's painting is kind of a big, you know, some of them require real, real precision. Sure. Like paper craft, for example, which we haven't talked about, but the, the, the art of uh, cutting paper into, into various uh, shapes and, and art displays. Oh, right. Origami as well. Origami, Oh, that's that's a great art and craft. Yeah,
1: totally. Yeah. Uh, and that's also a relatively, should be a relatively inexpensive one. I mean, you, you can take anything and make it into origami. You can take your scrap paper that, you, that you've that you been working on and that you no longer need can be turned into beautiful art.
0: That's where art is all around us, Matt.
1: It's all around, as long as you, you know what to look for, I guess.
0: Butterflies um. in the sky, I can fly twice as high. What? Excuse me. I, I was. I was. <laughs> I was. That. that, that Are was. Are we in a
1: musical? I wasn't aware. We're, no. Do you know this? what I
0: was singing there? No. Take a is look. Mis- it's in a book. Reading. Oh, reading. Rainbow. Rainbow. Ah. Reading. Rainbow. Okay. Yes. No more singing.
1: Reading. Rainbow. Reading. Rainbow. Gosh, what's
0: uh, what's Levar Burton up to these days? He's just being friggin' awesome. They re re-la- yeah. they relaunched um Reading Rainbow. Reading Rainbow. Yeah, that was a big kickstarter a couple of years ago. They did. But I don't think he's uh I don't think he's still acting or anything. Oh, maybe he's di- oh, he's directed a bunch of stuff. Yeah. He's got I, a it- podcast. Oh, okay. Is it is it the Reading Rainbow podcast? It's it's called Lavar Burton Reads. And in each episode, he reads a short story. Oh. That sounds nice. That's cool. Yeah, but no, he's not. He needs to be in more stuff.
1: Agreed. Um, he directed three of fact,
0: episodes of NCIS New Orleans last year.
1: Uh, yeah. Okay. I mean, they have the live-action Aladdin is coming out pretty soon, right? Yes. You heard, saw? Did you see the trailer for it? No. No. So they got Will Smith to play uh, the genie. I don't mm. know what this has to do with LeVar Burton. but Nothing. But keep going. Um, I was thinking – at first I was thinking they can get LeVar Burton to play the genie. But um, could you imagine – I had this conversation with a co-worker today. Can you imagine if instead of Will Smith, they cast <laughs> – can you imagine if if um, instead of Will Smith to play the genie in Aladdin, they, they decided to cast um, – Christopher Walken.
0: That wouldn't. That wouldn't make any <laughs> how, sense. How awesome would that be,
1: Christopher Walken as the genie in Aladdin? That
0: <laughs> I, I couldn't. My brain literally can't put the pieces together to form that puzzle. Aladdin, it's me, the genie in the lamp. <laughs>
1: that's, that's my best Christopher Walken.
0: That's gross. That's terrible. <laughs> Don't do that. Aladdin.
1: I got a fever. Aladdin.
0: Oh, my I God. I need
1: more cowbell.
0: <laughs> you, you you, better quit while you're ahead, buddy. Holy moly. That's... Quit while I'm behind. That's me. something that's... else. I got to... Matt, I, we won't do it on the show, but I am going to put a link in Slack that has to do with Will Smith and Aladdin, and you got to promise me you're going to watch this because it's I very funny. Okay, it's very funny. Anyway, um... Where were we? Oh yes, LeVar Burton. Um, no, mm-hmm. I don't. We kind of. You know, he's won both a Grammy and an Emmy. He won a lot of Emmys. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten Emmys.
1: So... Ten. Yeah, he's a great. He's an excellent
0: actor. Oh, he's the man. He is. He's the, he is man. the I gotta, man. Man, should I watch Star Trek? Yes. Yes, there, is there even a question? I haven't before. You I've never seen Star any of it. Trek.
1: Sean, you you should absolutely watch Star Trek. I recommend. I always recommend that people start with the original series
0: mm.
1: and go from there. Is, but is the but original series? I think it, it
0: seems really crappy. I was going to say, in in your
1: case, I think that might turn you off immediately. So I recommend that you start with TNG. Sean, I would love to put together. For you, a list of episodes that you should watch because the thing with TNG is that it's it's not it's non-linear for the most part. Like oh, it you can stand pick standalone it up episodes, Yeah, standalone episodes. I would recommend probably starting with the first episode, yeah, Journey to Farpoint, and um, and go from there. Just because that really does kind of set up the crew and the characters really well. But then it's it's pretty much a, a free like a choose your own choose your own storybook like. Choose your own adventure I would uh and I, and i would I would absolutely love to put together the best episodes because that that uh, that show is 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 just so special. Are you a giant so fan I'm of sick. it? I am I actually would say I'm a huge fan of of Tng specifically. I like the original series too, but in in a different way. I think I appreciate what the original series did for the genre more than i really enjoy the episodes mm-hmm. and and i can and i can also appreciate how for the time it it was probably an amazing show with amazing effects and um and also it was it was entirely a product of its time it talked about issues in the 60s and it was a very helpful allegory i think for things like the cold war and the vietnam war and stuff and and civil rights but but
0: TNG is just, a, is just a triumph of humanity. So, Matt, we can mm-hmm. talk about this later when we're not on the show. But yeah. I'm thinking maybe, because there's a lot of Star Trek podcasts out there. We don't want to compete with them. But maybe our, in our second Closer Look uh, kind of multi-part series after our next one, which we'll announce at the end of the show... Maybe we should do a deeper look at TNG and maybe do like an episode per season. Yeah. Where we watch. So the first episode of season one and we talk about our favorite episodes and our least favorite episodes from each season.
1: You know, this, this is perfect because I, I was thinking of doing a, a rewatch of the whole series. It's been a couple years since I've, since I've encountered like, you know, since I finished the whole show and. Yeah, I was actually thinking of coming yeah. back to it. We're so gonna, this, we're gonna this circle works back out. on this. Okay, good. Yeah, let's 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 revisit it for sure. All right.
0: Fair enough. Now, um, and anything else on arts and crafts, Matt?
1: Um, not really. I think that's that's basically all I had. Um, arts and crafts are cool because I always, you know. I always picture the people that excel in arts and crafts are probably people that you'd want to keep around if the world were to, like, end as we know it, you know? Uh, Like, if society were to collapse, the people that are really good at arts and crafts are probably going to be the ones that build, like, kind of rebuild society, right?
0: uh, No. You don't think so? No. I mean, I think that... uh I think that they would have a, a role to play, certainly, but I think... I, 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 yeah, I wouldn't... I, would...
1: <laughs> I wouldn't say they're the only ones that are... I think we, we everybody has their own place, but... But,
0: but again, it, de- it depends on how you... Do. I narrowly define an art and a craft. The people I define as arts and crafts people, no, probably not. If you broaden it a little bit, like, you know, I, guys who work on machines are not doing arts and crafts. You know, those are the guys I... You know, the... The, the someone who cross stitches. No offense to cross stitchers out there. I'm sure you're very well handled. But I don't I don't really know what sort of relevant skills are being brought to the table. If I'm being honest, well, I,
1: I would just mean like you know if you're you're looking for somebody who can who can make a blanket, right? Like they they could stitch a blanket out of out of wool.
0: These are the kind of people that I'd want to have around me. Do you think sure. in an apocalyptic situation there's going to be the materials to knit a blanket? Um, yeah. You could probably harvest them and scrounge them. Scrounge yarn? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like, find it. I'm talking about, like, a, a Fallout nuclear kind of end-of-world end of, end of world situation. Not like a the ground opened up and swallows people whole kind of situation. Like... I'm um, so. I'm just saying, saying, I'm just saying. I'd, I'd, I would keep the crafters around.
0: Okay, I agree, Matt. We should not. We should not throw the crafters to the wolves. No, they're they're the ones that I would want to have around. I think uh, this is like an Oregon Trail game setup where you're like, who are you going to travel in your pack with? And you're like, I choose the arts and crafters. <laughs> oh, you died. Oh no. I mean,
1: obviously, you'd want like doctors and medical people there too. Yeah, pe- but I think that there's a there's a place for the crafters because I think I would like to have nice clothes and and warm blankets and and uh, they'd be able to fix anything if your clothes got torn or something like that right they'd be able to stitch them back together which is i think a great skill to have you see what I'm saying
0: I do but you know man I would go even broader and say I think the arts are important. I think arts and crafts are important. I think they stimulate people's imaginations. I think that they develop a sense of hand-eye coordination. I think that overall, they are a valuable part of the, the of the human experience.
1: Agreed. Agreed.
0: And I, and you would probably also agree that every other sort of uh, sort of uh, uh, activity. Who needs math? Who needs science when we have arts and crafts, right, Matt? Get rid I of, mean, them. get rid of, we don't, modern technology, Matt wants, Matt, you, you said it before, you want to go back <laughs> to the Amish, you want to make your own clothes and harvest your own milk and, and live as the old, as the people did in the old country. And you know what, Matt, I may not agree with your controversial position, but I support your right to have it. So, Okay. I, I, I'm glad you, thank you for supporting me on, on wanting to be
1: Amish, wanting to go back to Amish times.
0: Yep, uh, you, you've said to me electricity is the devil's work.
1: Yes. You said those uh, well, exact I do have, words.
0: I do have, I have much evidence to prove that theory, so. That's why you have that stand-up candle behind you.
1: Right, that's why I'm not actually on a computer right now. I'm, I'm speaking to you via devil's magic.
0: <laughs> you can just Again, this is me imagining Matt's life, but Matt is just like talking at a drawing of me on a piece of paper taped to the wall. Well, that's yes. right, Sean. I agree. Like, Matt, are you okay?
1: that's right you're just like taped to a mirror
0: (laughs) yep candle underneath it i call it skype skype (laughs) yeah uh not good now matt we're wrapping up here uh another great episode in the can we probably spent about 10 minutes talking about arts and crafts and a lot of time talking about everything else that's okay i think that's all we that, that's most of our episodes, we, but... We
1: did what needed to be done.
0: Matt, we get to tease what could quite possibly become the biggest event in Up for Debate history.
1: The biggest event.
0: Get psyched, because starting... Matt, this was your idea, right? You came to the table and said, every week, we spend an hour covering a big topic. Breakfast. The fall dogs and cats, whatever you spend a whole hour doing, it, it's 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 too broad of a time. To- we don't have enough time. We don't have enough time to cover these topics. We should pick something and go in depth, deep. Like all these, like serial, like all these big podcasts are doing now, right? Where they do a multi-part episode on a single topic. Matt, we have decided to roll ahead with this. Are you excited to announce the first topic for our in-depth mini-series. Yes.
1: Let's, let's, un- let's unveil it. Let's pull back the curtain.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, beginning next week will be the first part in what is tentatively planned to be a five-part series where we go in-depth on one of the most infamous yet short-lived sporting entertainment experiences in American history. When you combine the two powerhouses of the WWF's Vince McMahon and NBC legend Dick Ebersol, throw $100 million in there, and you get eight teams who go head-to-head to to win the million-dollar championship. We're, of course, talking about, Matt, the XFL. That's right, Matt, the XFL in a series tentatively titled Subject to Change, Up for Debate presents... The X stands for nothing. The unbelievable true story of the XFL
1: should be a good one.
0: We're going uh, I'm very in depth. looking
1: forward to it. Yeah, we're going to do a, a. I guess as Sean said, we're going to do a kind of an in depth, in depth discussion on uh, the founding and uh, the the highs and the and the lowest lows of the XFL, the the uh, the NFL rival that that um, was never to be.
0: Yep. Very, very short lived. Um, And Matt, we uh, I want to let everybody know if you're as excited as we are about this topic, you can do a little bit of homework. I will say most of our research is based on the book Long Bomb by Brett Forrest. And you can check out the 30 for 30 documentary this is the XFL, uh, both of which I would consider must-watch and must-read if you're interested in the topic. And we'll be taking all the information we glean from there. And the best part is I'm going to try, no promises, I'm going to try to integrate multimedia content, Matt. So as you're listening to us talk about it, we're actually going to play the audio from the press conferences, from the games, from the commercials, from the documentary, uh, where appropriate. So you get a real feel of the story of the XFL, because it really is a hell of a story.
1: Yeah. Um, I have to say I'm thoroughly enjoying the book. I'm almost done with it. Uh, the long bomb and, uh, it's, uh, very well written. Uh, I'm excited to talk more about, more about it next week, but, uh, uh, tons of anecdotes and, um, and narrative that, that, uh, keeps the story going. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I definitely recommend tuning in. If you've never heard anything we've done on this show before, uh, take my word for it i think this is going to be a this is going to be
0: a good one Now, man maybe we can tease just a smidge just a smidge by me asking you who's your favorite xfl team um you got 8 to choose I, from okay so immediately
1: off the off the bat i would probably say the new york new jersey hitmen but after reading the book, I, I I have a special feeling for the Vegas Outlaws because they're kind of the protagonists. I mean, yeah, they're very heavily if, focused. If there in is the book. a, yeah, if, if there is is there is a team that they focus on and really follow through their entire like XFL journey, it's it's probably them and, and the players there. But um, uh, then again, if we're talking on uh, based on logos alone, yeah, uh, I I. Uh, I gotta say that, uh, <laughs> there's some, there's some really far out stuff. Uh, I, I gotta say, I, pr- I probably like the helmet and style of the, um, of the, of the, the Memphis Maniacs. Mm. They've got a really unique and, and cool looking, uh, cool looking uniforms, but.
0: Yeah, I think my favorite would be the Memphis Maniacs. I think that's the best name, Uh, the Maniacs with an X at the end, of course. Um, Mm -hmm. And their nickname was intended to be the Axe, which I think is is a hoot. Um, And but I will say, I think my favorite mascot like logo has to be the Orlando Rage, who just has this very angry man as their mascot. Um, (laughs) So, uh, but uh, we'll have eight teams to talk about. and it's, uh, it'll be great. So make sure you tune in to Up for Debate uh, next week to begin that fun adventure alongside us. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it as much as we will have making it. I will let everyone know, if you want to get it in your feed, the best way to get it is just subscribe to the show because then the shows just pop in your feed like magic. Boom, you wake up. Oh, holy shit, there's a new episode of Up for Debate. How great is that? You can do it anywhere you get podcasts. Now, Overcast, Stitcher, uh, 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 Google Podcasts, we're now on Spotify, which is very exciting. Really, anywhere you get it, we're there. Uh, you can also get the video version on YouTube, so make sure you check that out. Um, you can go to our website, TV. get all of our past episodes, get caught up. Uh, our last two episodes were both on our Movie League, which is great. You can listen to those or listen to our whole back catalog. It's all there. Just click the archive button. Um, and of course you can follow us at up for debate TV on Twitter and email us up for debate TV at gmail.com. if you've got thoughts and feedback, um, Matt, anything else you'd like to say before we wrap it up for the evening? Um, I'm, I, I
1: I just have to say that I'm, I'm currently Googling Jesse Ventura quotes (laughs) on here really quick. Gosh. What a, What an amusing, amusing guy. Um, no, I, uh, I have to say that, yeah, I think that while I, while I really wish that, um, I really wish that I had more time and energy to spend on arts and crafts, sure. just because that would be, I think that would be a really relaxing, really kind of great way to channel someone's energy. I mean, another great way to channel your energy is by joining the XFL.
0: Yeah, maybe not a safe way to do it, but certainly an entertaining way. I mean, that we're talking yeah. smash-mouth football here, Matt. Yeah. No. no yeah. Smash-mouth football. No free catches. You're paid to play, but paid more to win. Okay? Don't forget that.
1: Right. And don't forget, the defense has to play defense. The offense has to play offense. That's, That's right.
0: No pansies here. <laughs> the, it's it's not the no fun league. It's the extra fun league. Don't right. They make sure you know that. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be great. Awesome. Well, uh, thanks everybody out there for joining us on behalf of Matt. I'm Sean. That's gonna do it for this episode. Thanks for being here. We'll see you next time for a a Smash Mouth style episode of Up for Debate.